The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, why, that's me, James, try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I just wanted to point out that the countdown into this recording was flawless and, dare I say, perfect. You were making some funny sounds there at the start. I didn't want to point it out. I didn't want to cause the whole thing. But that was probably, I will agree, that is the best that I can expect from you. So let's agree (laughs) on that point and move on. Were the funny sounds me counting from five to one? No, there were other sounds beforehand. I don't know what you're doing over there. I'm glad there's no video for this podcast, (laughs) so I will never know. Well, what do we got going on today, James? We have a follow-up email. We've always remarked before that we never find out what actually happens to these people, and it's for the best. Well, this time, somebody reported back. So this listener is one, and I don't remember the episode number, and I literally told you 10 seconds ago, I'm going to have to do some research to make sure that we can find this, and uh, I didn't do it. So anyway, (laughs) there there was a previous episode where uh, someone wrote in about his girlfriend who wanted to meet up with an ex. And I do remember that. uh, Yes, and he was not, he did not feel comfortable with that, and he didn't know why, and we debated it. We gave various advice, and and here is the follow up email after he listened to our podcast. Okay. Okay. That's the follow, here's the follow up email uh, you guys deserve. I listened to the episode, and we had another conversation, we being him and the girlfriend. So I told her uh, the job interview metaphor. That's, that was what I had said during the, uh, during the podcast. Basically, I said that, if um, if if his girlfriend was going to go back and meet with this guy, it was like a job interview. Even if she didn't leave him for her, she was basically interviewing for a better position in a relationship. Anyway, continue with the letter. Everything went fine this time. She acknowledged my feelings and decided to not meet with him in person. She sent him some emails to figure out the nature of this meeting on his mind and finally just uh, sent his things over by mail and made it clear to him that their history is in the past and he should move on like she did. So yeah, James is right and Steve's is, Steve is wrong this time thanks for the advice let's see where it leads us to next oh there's another thing on what the did here. i say exactly oh i think i remember i remember everything you did wrong i guess there's another paragraph here they say oh and on a side <laughs> note thank god we saw that yeah <laughs> and on a side note i'm not being dramatic when i say that she makes me feel like my past relationships weren't real it's just that she makes me comfortable with myself so i don't have to hold back anything and that's why we had lots of arguments instead of me keeping things to myself that's real for me so i, I think he we had remarked that he said this was his first real relationship where he felt most intensely about it and and, uh, I'm sure you gave some bad advice regarding that too. But anyway, I'm sure you can see why I picked this follow-up email because so clearly it highlights the differences in our expertise. Uh, You asked a question though about what did you say. I think you said something along the lines of uh, not to be threatened. I I, I think that was your logic, but... uh, you know what? Neither of us is going to go back and uh, and listen to that episode. You see, wait a feel... minute. What did I say? I think you said that not to be threatened by the girlfriend meeting with the uh, with the ex boyfriend. I think that was the the line that you. Well, took. how is that wrong? It turns out I'm right. She definitely had the health of the letter writer's relationship in like on the front burner. 
she wasn't interviewing this guy like she's looking to upgrade. She was going into it like I said, which is I don't think women think that way. She's in with you. That's where she's at. And uh, that's essentially what she did. She's going to ship his stuff back to him. And she is she she doesn't want to make the kid, the, the kid, the letter writer feel like uh, this is anything threatening to him. That's what she did after the letter writer confronted her and told her he wasn't comfortable with him meeting her. See, that that's the difference. She, she did. She decided to stick around with the letter writer after he confronted her and gave her my excellent job interview metaphor where I said if she goes and takes this because the, the boy, ex-boyfriend was clearly trying to get back with her. I was, he literally said, so yeah, James is right. That was a direct quote. What was on her mind? It, he, she checked with him. She checked by email, found out they didn't have anything to talk about in person because the only thing that guy wanted to talk about in person was getting back together. Correct. Yes, yeah, so it didn't. That you can't, but you have no control over how the rest of the world approaches your girlfriend. What you do hope is that she can say no and shut those down. Like, you can't stop guys from hitting on her if she's attractive, but you sort of have a leap of faith that she is not going to bite when they throw that hook in the water. But he literally did stop somebody from hitting on her. That guy was going to hit on her in person. He said, I'm not comfortable with this. I'd rather you just email him or whatever. That's what she did. She didn't go meet him in person. So by by stepping up and, and playing defense, he literally put a stop to it. He did the exact thing you said you can't do, and it worked out. I'm saying the end result would have been identical. Identical. So you think this guy, and again, I, I think it was a long-term relationship. So they were together for like three years. So ex-boyfriend right, right. who'd been together for three years wants to come and meet her in person to talk through the differences that made them split up in the first place. And they're going to meet face-to-face because they can't possibly do this by phone or email. And you think at the end of that conversation, everything turns out the same and she goes right back to her current boyfriend and, and that's it. Yes. Yes. Now, I, I can't imagine, I would say, there is no potential for funny business on the <laughs> guy's part. Because that's how guys think. But the end result is she hands him a box of his stuff and never talks to him again. Because I think she may have had, she may have expected, um, she may have had uh, optimistic expectations that he would, the other guy, he would just sort of maintain healthy boundaries and ask for his stuff back and let her know the goldfish they got in kind that <laughs> uh, the carnival passed away. And then they go their separate ways. But obviously, guys are more nefarious than that and tend to be more manipulative and have one thing on their mind when they set up these meetings. But my hope was that if she was in a long-term relationship with the letter writer, that she would have held serve and kept the other guy at bay and probably been a little bit disgusted by his behavior or at the very least disappointed by it and come to her own conclusion that this needs to be shut off in the future. The letter writer, I'm glad that he was able to step up and feel like he had some say in the matter and that she made him feel like he had a say in the matter. That's a good relationship dynamic, so it worked out well. So I'm impressed that uh, we received direct feedback for the first time on one of these episodes, directly crediting me with saving the day. And you somehow what? spin this to your advice was terrible and, and, and things just worked out anyway. So, so much for being the bigger man, huh, Steve? But that's okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect you to change your position in the face of empirical evidence. No, I don't remember my position. I know right. you don't. You're defending it to the death. You don't remember what you said. <laughs> I will say this, though. For all these questions... 
The way that you and I tend to work is I give a bunch of possibilities just because there are other people listening who may not match exactly the facts of this one. So I try to give a broader scope and then you sort of move in for the kill and just give specific advice to the letter writer. So I think that's a good one to punch. Obviously, I'm never wrong because I just throw a bunch of possibilities out there and then I'll, you can just pick whichever one turns out to be right. You put yourself at risk because you can be dead right or dead wrong. Well, I think we know I'm going to be dead right every time. I do, I do find it interesting, though, that you didn't rececommend this guy go see counseling or anything like that. That, you, uh, that seems to be the answer for everything. Uh, if you don't diagnose them with <laughs> some serious condition, they need to go see their doctor oh, about. Oh Although this, I don't know if it was after this one or a similar one. Uh, you did specifically say, though, in cases like this, you don't recommend counseling, that if it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, um, you never recommend counseling. Why, why is that? I don't know what you're asking you me. I'm not sure. Okay, well, I'll just answer it for you. I'll put some words in your mouth. I believe what you said was that, uh, you know, if you're in a marriage, if you're locked in, if you got kids, you know, you go to counseling, oh! you got to make it work. But if it's your just boyfriend, girlfriend, you're already having troubles, just break up and find somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if uh, these are like deep fracture kinds of problems. It's like, why, why are you investing this much in the other person? Like, I understand if you've got the mortgage and the kids and the how, like, then you start working. But if this is a relationship you've been in for 11 months and you've already got these fundamental differences, these cracks in your foundation, it's like, man, there's plenty of fish in the sea. What are you doing to yourself? And how do you think this is going to get better as you go forward into a more committed relationship? Yeah, exactly. Commitment, whatever problems you have, uh, commitment just makes them worse. I mean, I think that's uh, that's universally true of probably any problem you can have. Add time, add locking yourself in, and, uh, and things will not get better on their own. Uh, but that's just kind of the way of the world. Everything gradually descends into chaos, including this podcast. But if you have, uh, if you are one of our, our lucky listeners whose question we picked and we answered it, and you have feedback for us to let us know how the story ended, please send that in. Or if you have a new question we love new questions as well uh send both of those to james breakwell at explodingunicorn.com that's exploding unicorn with the e it doesn't have to be a marriage question it can be boyfriend girlfriend platonic co-workers platonic, platonic friends whatever you've got send it in and we'll do our best to answer it in 10 minutes or less this has been another episode of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back <laughs>